Hey, welcome to the Stephanie Stevens Show, where I help you discover the power of communication and the keys that unlock the doors to freedom in every area of your life. Well, hello, my dear friend. I hope you're well. I'm so honored that we get to spend a few minutes together today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom and top and even the middle section of my heart for allowing me into your space and into your day. I don't take it lightly. I know that time is a precious commodity and the fact that we get to share some together just fills me with joy and I hope the idea is that you feel the very same way. Thank you so much for sharing this podcast. Thank you for rating this podcast and thank you for subscribing to this podcast. Okay, a funny story for you. About a week ago, I was part of a think tank group. It was a conference call online on Zoom and various topics were discussed, including um, paradigm shifts in thought and what it means to self-govern and some of the virtues of leadership. Okay. <laughs> and the word patience came up and the question was put out there on a scale of zero to 10, where are you in terms of your levels of patience? And I was listening carefully and listened to all of these wise leader types saying, well, I think I'm at about a seven and I'm still working on blah, 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 blah. And then another one would chime in and say, well, you know, I'm doing a little better these days. I would put myself at about an eight. I still struggle sometimes with the blah, 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 but I'm doing, you know, well in these other arenas. A third person chimes in and gives themselves a 10 on some days and a seven on others, which is very noble. And then the facilitator asks me, how about you? And my answer was, I'm at about a zero. And he kind of laughed and wondered if I was being serious. And I said, no, I, I think I'm actually being serious. I don't have, to the best of my knowledge, very much patience. Because I perceive patience as being something that uh, happens from the inside out. You know, when, when something happens, um, patient people don't get emotionally worked up about it. They sort of take a deep breath and they kind of sit back and they go with the flow. That's what I think of as patience. So then we had to kind of go back in and define the word patience. But I also explained, because a couple of people looked at me in a little bit of a puzzled way, like, dude, get off the call. Like, we're supposed to be a bunch of leaders here. Obviously, if you have zero patience, you're probably on the wrong call. Um, but I did want to explain that what I meant was that I believe that externally I exhibit compassion and a certain threshold for patience within reason. But when you flip the patience side of the coin over, you sometimes have passivity. And that is something I want to avoid at all costs. So I was trying to explain that in that I am patient up to a degree that I deem to be reasonable. For example, if I'm standing in the line at the grocery store and there are two people in front of me and the woman or man behind the cashier uh, cash register is struggling to find the numbers or the knobs or the buttons or the levers or whatever needs to happen to do a transaction or the machine is broken or they have to call for help and the light is blinking for two, three, four minutes. My threshold now ends. 
Okay. And I will look around and I'll go to a different line or I'll go to the self-checkout. Or if I need to be somewhere else because my day is scheduled, I'll put the stuff back and I'll come back later. But I wouldn't just sit there indefinitely breathing deeply and finding my own happy place, putting my middle finger and my thumb together, um, you know, waiting for 10 and 12 minutes in a line if I'm scheduled out that day. I just wouldn't do that because for me, that does not necessarily equate to wise stewardship of my time. Now, if I didn't have anything else scheduled out, I may pull out my phone, send a couple of emails, etc. But the point is, I look for different options. You know, if the line is backed up, I look for a different line. I look for a different resource. I look for a self-checkout. I might think to myself, you know what, I needed to stop by such and such a store anyway. I'm going to put these couple of items back and I'm just going to go to the other store and I'm just going to get everything I need there instead of waiting 10 minutes here and then making a trip there also. So I'm always looking for another option or angle. Okay. And so I think the group recognized that and that sort of made sense to them. I also wanted to open up the conversation about the flip side of the coin of patience looks like passivity. And somebody asked me, don't you have kids? Surely you must have some measure of patience if you've got children. To which I said, aha, yes, now you're making my point. So when my children were little, I had patience for things before they grew out of those things or behaviors. I had patience for crumbles on the floor because they're babies. And that's what babies do. They make messes. They scoop things off of their high chair trays. The floor is usually a disaster area by the time they're finished eating. I had patience for things like that. That's totally reasonable. Now, if my 10-month-old were still doing that at 10 years old, I would have no patience for it. Because the behavior over the course of time, knowledge, learning, wisdom changes. So I would have, of course, taught my 10-month-old as he or she got older a better way, a way of not ensuring that 99% of what was on your food tray or plate landed on the floor, but rather landed in your mouth. That's what I would do. That's what I did do. Um, Same with toys. You know, at the very beginning, I remember sitting on the floor with my babies, toys a strewn is that a word? A strewn? Toys strewn everywhere. Okay. The place was chaos. And so I do remember kind of finding that to be super fun and I didn't at all care. Then toward the end of the day, as we were wrapping things down and getting ready for dinner, we would do the cleanup song. You know, the one clean up, clean up everybody everywhere. Clean up, clean up everybody do your share. They would all stare at me and watch me clean up and sing the song at the same time while they didn't help clean up and just watched me sing and clean. As time went on, of course, the idea was I would pick up their little hands and guide them toward a toy and then put the toy in the basket. And then I would, we'd do it again and we'd kind of giggle and make a little game out of it. And I would pick them up and scoop them up and put their little hand over the toy and I'd say, clean up, clean up. And then I'd drop the toy in the basket, right? (laughs) So I'm reliving this uh, wonderful little season when my children were still little. I still have to tell them to clean up. It doesn't look like me carrying them around, you know, taking their hands and picking up items anymore. Although on some days I think it should. I digress. The point is, yes, I had patience for all of those things when they were little, as we should. 
Then I taught them a new way. And then the expectation changed. And then my threshold for patience for that type of behavior changed as well. Then I didn't have patience for messes as often because they know better. They knew better. They were taught a better way. They were taught to clean up their space in respect and honor of everybody else in the household. So patience, yes, but the patience threshold must look different for various situations and different seasons in life. Because if we operate in this, it's always a Zen thing to be patient and not move the needle anywhere or say, then then we do run the risk of becoming passive. There are certain things that should not take beyond a certain period of time. When I say should not, I'm talking about by reasonable standards. That's why teachers give assignments with due dates, because the idea is you're going to have a reasonable measure of time to complete the task at hand and do it well. Um, so I think in this realm, we, we navigate things like patience with an expectation that every task requires or everything or every season or every situation in life requires a different measure of patience, right? And then uh, when that measure has been exhausted, we need to move into action because now a new standard is reasonable. Here's the punchline. Okay, so that was my conference call. Funny story, haha, zero patience. Everybody understands kind of what I meant when I said that. Okay, the very next morning, I was at a big box warehouse retailer, we'll call it Glam's Club. And I w- it was very early in the morning, so hardly anybody was there. Well, sure enough, I'm walking down one of the big aisles and somebody familiar comes toward me and this wonderful, delightful woman that I know from our local farmer's market. I sponsor our local farmer's market. I'm one of the businesses that sponsor. And this woman is one of the vendors and she came up to me and we started our little, you know, small talk, chit chat. How are you? What are you up to? It's so funny to see you in real life. Isn't this fun and cool? And she actually bakes cookies. That's her business. She makes these wonderfully delicious and amazing cookies. And she always has them at the farmer's market. Well, my son, Benjamin, my delightful earth angel uh, with the diagnosis of autism, loves, loves, loves her cookies. And so every time we're at the farmer's market, of course, Ben wants to get some cookies. And his commitment is always that he's going to share them with his friends at the program that I created that is my business that he goes to daily. Okay, so we were talking about that. And she said, oh, it's so sweet. She said, you know what's amazing? She said, I watched the two of you together and I watched your interaction with him. And you know what? She said, she grabbed my arm and she said, you ready for it? Can you guess what she said? Yeah, you guessed it. She said, you are so patient. (laughs) And so I just smiled as big as a smile can possibly get. And I said, oh my goodness. It's wow. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. You know what? That means so much to me. You just made my day. Thank you so much. I, you know what? He's amazing and blah, blah, blah. And thank you. Right. So then we set our niceties and we parted ways. And I just, I had to giggle for like a minute or two afterwards because I thought, isn't that hilarious? So the moral of that story is 
Number one, we often do not bear self-awareness to the things we are often really pretty good at or mastering that we're not even aware of. And that's the beauty of building a skill over time. Time, 25 years to be exact, has garnered on the inside of me a measure of patience for this population, for my son and young men and women just like him. I deeply care for them. I have compassion for them. I am not attending patients every day, but when it comes to my behavior toward, my outward expression toward this population, I believe that I exhibit this virtue called patience. Now, on the inside of me, when it comes to standing in a long line, no. When it comes to really bad or horrible customer service, nope. Not a whole ton of patience there. But in these arenas that we don't even recognize or know, chances are we have built a deeper skill set than we even know by the virtue of being in that space for extended periods of time and just enduring through. There will be seasons when we're more patient than others, but replace that word patience with something else. Compassion, kind, complimentary, encouraging. Replace it with whatever it is that fits you. Chances are you hold something you don't even realize other people see in you that you exude and exhibit, and it's the thing you may think you have the least of. You may not even recognize yourself as an encourager, but somebody will come up to you and say, you know what I love about you? You always have something positive to say. That makes you an encourager. That means you have just brought somebody else a measure of joy and confidence in an area they may not otherwise have had. So, Isn't it beautiful to go through the ebb and flow of believing that maybe we're still working on something when the truth is in some arenas you may have already mastered it. Here will be the invitation today for you and I together, linking arms, moving, growing, expanding. Wonder what other arenas we could expand that beautiful virtue in. I wonder what other arenas I can now start pressing into expanding my measure of patience in. I wonder for you what other arena you may want to expand a beautiful virtue that you didn't even realize you mastered, but somebody else has recently come to you and said, you know, this is something I recognize about you, or we're going to have you lead the meeting today because you know what? You're just so darn organized. Or, you know, I really love about you is you've got something positive to say, or you know what's so great about you? you? It's your smile. Like your smile just lights up a room. Whatever it is, wouldn't it be amazing to expand across the board and find a brand new arena or area of your life to continue to expand and spread that joy, that influence, and that light? Ha, what a beautiful invitation for today. Will you take me up on it? I sure hope so. Hey, thanks again for spending a few minutes with me. I do appreciate it. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to The Stephanie Stevens Show. Please remember to subscribe so we can stay connected and you never miss an episode of the podcast. Oh, and if you haven't left a rating yet, please be sure to do so. It helps incredible people like you find the podcast. We'll see you on the next episode.